the CU 2.0 podcast. Welcome to the CU 2.0 podcast. This is your host, Robert McGarvey. Today's guest, Teresa Freeborn, CEO of Exceed Credit Union in California. But more to the point of this podcast, she's the chair of the new CUNA Open Your Eyes to a Credit Union campaign. $100 million, that's the budget. Do we have your attention now? $100 million over three years. The idea is that oftentimes credit unions don't figure into the consumer consideration set when they're wondering what financial institution they should do business with. That's a terrible thing. If you're not being considered, you can't possibly win. The goal of the $100 million expenditure is to raise awareness of credit unions as a better, different category of financial service provider. Aren't, doesn't everybody know that? No, everybody doesn't know that, unfortunately. People inside the movement think, oh, well, credit unions obviously are better. Yeah, sure they are, but if no one knows it, what good is it? So we talked today with Freeborn about what the CUNA campaign involves, how it's going to change things for the better for credit unions, hopefully. And it's an important podcast. The very future of credit unions is at stake. And this is a way to save a lot of credit unions. Do you think credit unions in the U.S. have a category brand? Yes, I do. And I say that from a credit union CEO perspective in that a lot of the times I hear consumers and we look at the research all the time and consumers say, oh, oh, I got my mortgage from my credit union. It's either my credit union, the credit union. It's rare that they say exceed financial credit union, Westcom credit union. I mean, they do in some instances, but everybody understands that a credit union is a credit union, cooperatively run financial institution. So, yeah, I think there is a brand, and if you were to measure the equity in that brand, there is equity in it. The fact that 98% of consumers know what a credit union is, that's a pretty big brand equity for a category. Sadly, 72% of them that have never used a credit union wouldn't use one because they don't think they can. We're not in their consideration set. But as far as the category, there is brand equity there. Yeah, I've, I've seen the same data that you've seen where consumers, many consumers say, I can't join a credit union because I don't belong to a union. I don't want to join a credit union because they have credit technology. And uh, mm-hmm. all of that stuff's false, but it's pretty deeply entrenched. Yes, very much so. And especially the one about, you know, the eligibility, as you mentioned. You know, I can't join. People just don't think they're eligible to join a credit union. And then even if you can get them over that hurdle, they're going to say, yeah, but the access to my money is going to be tough because you have a, a, you know, a network of ATMs that I could access. It doesn't matter that we have more than any one of these big banks do, but they just don't have that, that perception. It's such a myth that's stuck there. You know, they don't think we're as technologically savvy as, as the big banks, but we are. So there's a lot of that, that sort of myth um, structure that we definitely have to get through before they can even start to think about considering a credit union. Do can credit unions actually work together? I, I know they talk about working together, but at the same time, many of them are fiercely competitive one with another. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think... there's some beauty to our structure, right? We're all autonomous institutions and we can all have our own brands and we can all decide how to do our own direct marketing. So we certainly have that um, ability. But then we also work in a a group of other credit unions and quite frankly, there's so much strength in working together as an industry. And I guess that's one of the big things that I, I like to promote as part of this particular program 
around because it only works if we're all in it together. And I, I just think there's so much more to gain. If we keep talking about this market share that's been stagnant for 30 years, I mean, do we really want to sit around here and 10 years from now still talk about the stagnant market share? I think there's a chance here for us to work together and make that happen. And the beauty is, is that we're all going to talk about the same thing. It's about the category. It's not about individual brands. But, I, you know, I think there is... Co- there certainly is competition among some credit unions in some jurisdictions, but I tell you, I've got bigger fish to fry, and that's the 90% uh, of the market that's owned by the banks, and that's really where we'd like to focus. Is it 90%? It's a little higher than 90%, isn't it? It's, yeah, our, our market share is sitting at, and um, I'm going to follow CUNA's numbers on this, but they're sitting at just over 7% is for credit unions, so yeah, it's bigger than that. Well, what, one thing that, that worries me or bothers me, and you have, an, from where you sit as the CEO of a big credit union, I'm sure you have a perspective on this. Uh, a lot of credit unions have very robust membership numbers, but how active are the members? Just because someone gets a low interest rate auto loan, mm-hmm. and, and then you never see that consumer again. <laughs> is, right. I, is, right. That a, is that a success? It's not a failure, but it's not a success in my mind. I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you feel about that? Again, we're not measuring market share on membership because I think that would be that mistake because you're right. That doesn't include how much business or how little business they're doing with us. But I, I look at something like an indirect lending program and I'd say, well, that's part of us diversifying our revenue source and how do we manage our balance sheet. I'm really fine with any kind of program like that, but I never looked at my indirect members. And by the way, we're not in indirect lending to any extent right now, but um, at one time, we certainly were, but I don't look at them as the same as my core membership group. It's the core membership group that, that most credit unions are actively watching, researching, managing, thinking of strategies to expand, to further engage those members. So I think there's sort of two tracks of business. Remember, we're, we're looking at market share in terms of deposit share, share of wallet, not necessarily right. people, right? Because we have 115 million members of credit unions in the country, which seems terrific. We all know that, um, yeah, they could be just dabbling. So when you think of the kind of program we're trying to run here, this is this is actually going to appeal to some of those folks who already have a credit union membership and, and maybe validate that, oh, I must be smart because I use a credit union already, But and then maybe they can beef up their business with us. It might have that, that wonderful effect as well as, as new member growth. Now, why do you think more consumers don't make more use of credit unions? Oh, I think it's an education, and I think it's because there are these myths. And here's what's interesting is, you know, 15 years ago when uh, we did the research in California to launch a statewide program that ran for about four years, at that same time, at that time 15 years ago, the myths were identical. So nothing's changed. We just haven't had a consistent effort to dispel the myths, to prove to consumers that not only can you get all of the same kinds of products and services you can get from your big banks out there, but we offer a values-based banking proposition that the banks can talk about and brag about, but they can't deliver on the way we can because we're that, you know, not-for-profit, member-owned, cooperative financial institution. It's just different. We're structured differently. And so we keep those sort of core values at the forefront of everything we do. That is our that is our competitive advantage. Do consumers understand that credit unions are member-owned? They sort of have an inkling to that. And the, the research we did, it, they do understand that we're a different structure. Does that matter necessarily? It matters as long as the other sort of, you know, table stakes are out there. Like they've got to be able to have access to their money, right? They've got to be able to have technology that is just the same, if not even better than the banks, if they could. 
So there, there's these kind of table stakes that they need to have first, and then all those other things are wonderful, right? But please tell me you're in the banking business the way I know it and see it. And now throw in the value prop? I'm, I'm kind of liking this story. I, I think even more so, and I mentioned this um, at the um, GAC, uh, as I was talking to some folks there, is that there's a whole group of people, especially the younger group that we're really trying to target with this program, that, that quite frankly are of that age and stage where they would love to just simply, you know, stick it to the man, I guess is the expression, in that they can make a choice that sort of is sort of anti-establishment kind of thing. They don't have to take that road down the big bank route, right? They, they can actually deal with a, a financial institution that's truly tied their, to their, tied to their communities, supports their communities, provides this, this link to sense of family and sense of community that they couldn't get with their big bank. So I think there's a lot of folks that just need to know that those barriers are not there. They think they are, but they're really not there, and they can have some of this credit union thing. Well, how do you get them to know that? Well, that's what, that's what the whole advertising um, program is all about. It's to dispel those myths. So we have come up with, a, first of all, you've got to trust the experts and probably hire the best help we could possibly get a hold of here through BrandCap, Brand who is our um, ad agency and a branding agency. And they have done taken a look at all the extensive research that we've done on how to appeal to consumers to get them to take notice, first of all, to to pay attention to the messages we're putting out there. So confirming that the messages are, in fact, on point. But more importantly, prove over time that we are whittling away and starting to dispel those myths over time. So it's not just in messaging. It may be in some emotional pull because, you you know, you're not going to – we're not selling car loans. We're not selling checking accounts. Or what we are selling is the, the whole category of credit unions in terms of making sure that people understand who we are and dispel those myths and educate and all of that. So how do you do that? You do that with some emotional story to tell. So if you look at our program and any of the creative, you know, it's designed to be – very much in keeping with who we're, we're targeting in terms of our demographics. So we've got images and, and things that are important to that group, but we also have a tone. And we also have, um, you know, uh, we use animals. We use, we use the things that, that strike these more of, a, a, of an emotional draw to our messaging. And then once we pull them in because they want to watch it because it's interesting or entertaining or amusing even or, or just it resonates with them at their particular time, then they start to look for, okay, I need to think about a credit union. Never thought about them for a mortgage. And then if they're in a, a, a town anywhere in the U.S. because they've heard this messaging out there, that they'll think, oh, my, I have a credit union right around the corner here. I should go check it out. And that, that's the intent. It's to drive people to their credit union. And, you know, that, that's, as far as we're concerned, there's a credit union for everyone. Some may have a little stricter um, qualifications to get in, but you still can get in. And there are ways to, you just need to be educated on how to, how to go about that. So what we're asking for credit unions to do is obviously participate in the program so we can get it completely off the ground in 50 states. That would be fantastic. But at the same time, to don't lose sight of the fact that when a consumer starts breaking down that, those barriers and they start to consider a credit union, be there to welcome them in. And we can't necessarily control that from a, from a, a you know, category level, but we just know that people would be more predisposed to thinking about a credit union down the road. And I've seen this when I say that, I say that with a certain amount of confidence because I've seen it work. You know, when we had our California program in place, which, by the way, died in the recession, <laughs> it was just about, 
available dollars from credit unions and, and credit unions just simply couldn't afford to you know prop up the program. So, but if you if you looked at at the research there, you would see that while we were on air, while the messaging was going on out there and dispelling those myths, guess what? The myths were being dispelled. I mean, we did the same kind of research all the time to prove that hey, if we're if we're buying media, the consumer per, uh, perception is changing, and this is really what we had to keep doing to to keep the program going. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we intend to do with this program is to to keep letting our member credit unions know that it is working and that we, we probably can never stop doing a category program. There will be no end to it because it's, you have to keep that top of mind consideration. If you think of the methodology we're using, we aren't this category level isn't designed for, we're not going out there and doing television and radio ads. We have zeroed in on a very specific segment of the market. So yes, we need to to get um, more into the, the younger demographic. Our average age, by the way, of, of a credit union member today is 55. And that should that should frighten people. Okay, we need to we need to lower that a little bit. So the ads that we're gonna do, you know what, Robert, you will probably never hear one or see one. It'll be social media, and if we're doing our job right, we're not appealing we're not trying to appeal to those people that already know what a credit union is or work in our industry or run credit unions. I, I will never see one probably. But the whole idea is to appeal to them on little um, say video vignettes that will be uh, running on their social media feeds. And you see them. I mean, I'm sure you're on Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever, and you see stuff coming across you all the time. Well, it's by no coincidence that those things are being advertised to you, right? It's all based on um, your demographic and what uh, advertisers want to see come across your individual feed based on who you are. That's how we plan on doing this. Now, here's the good news. is uh, It's amazing. People are watching our creative because we're now live in two, in two areas. We're live in Minnesota and uh, the Carolinas. And it's very early days. But what I'm encouraged by is that it seems that we've got the right creative. People are watching our videos through to completion. Now, you have ways you can skip through all sorts of things, but they're actually watching the whole ad. They're receiving the messages. And what we, what we will test over time, because that's sort of the short-term testing that we do, is just to make sure that, okay, we bought this media. Is it actually playing out the way we think it should? All we can do is, is monitor it relative to benchmarks for our industry. And it's performing at benchmark or better right now, which is really nice to hear. It's over time that I'm most interested in because when you think of category, all that really matters is that we're moving the, the big ones, right, the big goals. And those big goals, of course, are increasing the consumeration of credit unions, raising awareness of credit union eligibility, right? And at the very end, tracking that market share to see if it's actually working and that people are converting whatever emotional response they had to doing business with a credit union. So it's complicated, and the banks are out spending us $43 to $1. As an industry, we're, we're, we have that fewer dollars, so we have to be very, very smart with our purchase of whatever media we choose to buy here. But we're just looking at this and think, well, if we can do the category and do that sort of, we call it like the air cover, and every credit union is still doing what they should be doing in their own market, building their own brands, because that's important. Exceed's not going to stop building its brand. It's very important to us. We're a workplace credit union. We want to build our brand within our workplaces. But but can you imagine what happens if when I walk into a, a Xerox orientation or a you know Realogy or a Tyco or one of my um, workplaces that we we service, and we walk in on New Hire Day, but people have already heard a message about a credit union, and now all of a sudden in walks Exceed Financial Credit Union, who has a chance to now tell them in a very specific way what we can offer. Then it, it's just it creates that. Kind 
comfort. It creates that, ah, maybe I will consider them. I've heard about this. Well, that, that's, that's the history of credit unions, and that, mm -hmm. that was a mm -hmm. great marketing hook. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it created some uh, laziness among credit union executives because that marketing hook doesn't exist in quite the same way anymore. Part, part of your first day orientation on a job often was a stop in the credit union. <laughs> and what did you do? You opened an account. Uh, the question yeah. did you actually use it? Who knows? But you did open it, five bucks, whatever it took. That doesn't happen uh, anymore. I, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen with any of your uh, SEGs. Well, what's interesting is, yeah, we don't set the bar that low anymore. Right? We don't just say, great, we got a membership. Yay. Put five bucks in shares. No, it's about, look, guys, here's the package we can offer you as a member. You know, congratulations, you're a new employee of fill in the blank. And here's what we can offer as a partner to your, your corporation. You're, they're, they're our, truly our business partner. And here's, here's what we can offer. And we give them a package that includes we can um, offer them a better deal on their mortgage. We can refinance what other obligations they have. You're going to get a better rate. You're going to pay less fees. And you're going to get amazing service and all the digital requirements that you, you could ever think of. All that's going to happen. And we have 88,000 ATMs you can use across the country. So th there's lots to talk about. Our issue as a workplace credit union it would be just that are they even thinking credit unions are even, you know, are they even in that sort of top of mind place for them? Yeah, I've written many times that for 98 or 99 percent of consumers, a credit union is all a financial institution they need. Yeah, Chase can do some stuff that even the biggest credit unions can't do, but you don't need it. Uh, no. When was the last time you transferred a sizable sum, sum to Kazakhstan? I never have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Chase could do that before we hang up. It's done. Yeah. Whereas most credit unions would say, where's that? Yeah, exactly. Now, does, it, does it trouble you that many credit unions are beginning to drop the name, the words credit union from their name? You know, yes, you do hear of credit unions that do that. I guess in my opinion, they're still a credit union. They are in existence because they're a credit union. It's funny, you could say, if I just was to walk in and tell everybody that, oh, you'll want to join um, or become a member of or become a customer of Exceed Financial and not use the term credit union, they're going to go, well, what's Exceed Financial? So the first thing I'm going to say is, well, we're a credit union. <laughs> so it's almost like I still have to explain who we are. So we, we don't use that. Sometimes in our marketing information, it might just say Exceed Financial because it's so easy, but typically it's just Exceed. I mean, our members know who we are. It's up to individual credit unions, again, because they're autonomous. But I think that if we do this category uh, level of awareness properly, you're going to want to make sure people know that you're one of them. If we're, if we're raising that consumer consideration year after year after year, I think that credit unions will want to really be associated with the words credit union. I, I personally believe there's, there's good brand equity in that. I don't look at the negative connotation with credit union. I think people get really um, analytical and they start talking about, well, there's credit and then there's union. Is that a bad thing? And honestly, I think it's credit union. It's one word to me. <laughs> you know, that's just what it is. It's, it's a, an amazing values-based banking alternative to the big bank. So I'm, pr I'm proud to use it. But that, that's me, and I, I think over time, um, others probably will see a little more value in, in the category because of it, because of what, we're, what we can do here. Now, can you think of any other kinds of cooperatives that are successfully marketing themselves as a cooperative? Yeah. The one obvious example is REI. Yeah, REI, exactly. And there's some electrical co-ops on the East Coast that I think are doing a really nice job 
about, um, you know, talking about their core values as a brand of electrical cooperatives and an alternative to others. So I think they're doing a nice job, but I think it keeps coming back to that sort of whatever you do, whatever kind of cooperative you are, you have to keep that core value at the forefront of everything. That's our differentiator. Whether you're a retail outlet like an REI, you, you, when you walk into one of their stores, you, you know that feeling. You get that feeling, at least I do. And then how they talk to you. And they do ask you if you're a member. I mean, it's a very, you just feel that you're part of something there. It's a little tight, more tight, tightly tied to your interests, your community, your family. It feels like that. Yeah, I think that there are some good examples. That, but I still think, you know, financial cooperatives are like the, the leading example of a cooperative model in business for, for sure. Now, how does this campaign mesh with the credit union's own marketing? Okay, so very well. And I guess this is where I have a nice sort of a nice view of it from where I sit because I've come up through the marketing communication ranks. So I truly understand how this can all work if we do it well. It meshes because I'm going to tell you, as soon as I looked at the, um, the materials that were available to credit unions, if you're a participant in this program, you have access to all sorts of great messaging you could be using. And I know I had my own team go through all of that because there were, there were sort of ways that maybe it was in the tone of what we said, maybe it was in the words we used, but there's some tweaking that we did internally here to make sure that, wow, there's a lot of research that got done here, and why wouldn't we take advantage of some of this? So we did. But more importantly, I have no desire to not build Exceed Financial Credit Union's brand. We will continue to do that, and I think we've done a really nice job of that so far. So that will never stop. At the same time, I'm never going to stop my direct um, marketing. That's going to continue. So I'm going to be selling those the, whatever the product of the week is. Um, I need to push... Uh, real estate mortgages this month, and that's what we're going to be doing. If I need to increase credit card balances, that's what we're going to do. So all of those kinds of programs. But they have short-term um, life, if you want to call it that, right? It's, it's about filling a specific need at a specific time. The category level and why it meshes so well with what I'm doing is that it keeps alive the notion of credit unions. It keeps credit unions in, in a consumer's top of mind. So whenever they're thinking, I need to go, oh my goodness, it's that time of year, I need to go get uh, purchase an IRA. Okay, I need to get an IRA CD or something. And then they should know, well, I guess I could check out my credit union because I, you know, I know they have usually superior rates and, and they, fees are less. And the, I mean, this is what they're going to think of. They're just going to put us up there in that consideration set instead of just thinking, well, I bank with Chase, I guess I'm going to go to Chase. This might change that whole order. So do I think it meshes well with an individual credit? And you bet I do. I think it's exactly what we need. It's that layer that I can't do on my own as one credit union. I can't talk about the category. I only have so many dollars. I could never, ever try and, uh, by the way, let's take it up a level and let's talk about how you're part of some great big initiative that happens across the country. And I, I can't. I can't my dollars there. Your board would probably think you were a little strange if, if you said, I want to divert the whole marketing budget to credit unions. Yes, I know. But at the same time, remember, I don't think I can do what I do unless I know that somebody's looking after the category. Someone is making sure that that get, gets heard loud and clear by consumers. I, I still want that to happen. I'm willing to pay my share to make sure that that happens because it makes my job easier in terms of marketing what I market. So I, guess oh, that's where um, I, I totally agree. I, you know, I yeah. keep coming back to I wish consumers understood this better. I wish. Exactly. So you, you said this campaign now is active in Minnesota and the Carolinas. How's the rollout to other states going to happen? 
and, and we do call it a national program, but as you can imagine, we've got all of these states that need at some point in time to get plugged into this. We're kind of basing it on a, it's, it's not because we made a list and said, Minnesota comes first. Thank goodness, Minnesota has been an amazingly strong supporter of this whole idea of an awareness initiative here from the get-go, so it's probably no surprise that they launched first. And the same goes for the Carolinas. We've got some really big champions in that jurisdiction, and they said, it's got to happen here. So it was easy to turn on working closely with the leagues in each of these areas. And, and, and you know, it's sort of back to, if you think about CUNA and our three tiers of our industry here. So we've got CUNA, we've got the leagues, and we've got individual credit unions. Again, Exceed can't make something happen in the state of California. Uh, but if working with my league, we can make something happen in the state of California. So it's, it's, it's like that. So I would just see that when we're ready in California, and, and right now we're just getting to a probably a, a critical mass, enough to start to make a plan on our dig, digital media spend here. But I, I've been telling my colleagues here that if we can get this off the ground in July, sort of mid-year, then that's terrific. I think that's a good beginning. But I don't want to start it early and not have the dollars that we need to put behind it. If we're going to do this, we've got to do it seriously. So there's sort of a critical mass that we're, we're raising. And, and so far, it's good. You know, I mean, I think especially now that the GAC is, is finished, we had a lot of great attention put toward the program. So I think you're going to see other states coming on fairly quickly here at least having reached their critical mass and ready to launch. And speaking for me, I can't wait till it comes to my market. Now, here's what's interesting is we're a federally chartered uh, workplace credit union, and we operate across the country. And quite frankly, most of my business is in New York, in the state of New York, because that's where Xerox came from. So I, I get to benefit in, in the other states as well. I, I pay my share sort of designated to California. But, but yeah, it's something that I, I'm excited to see happen in all the states that I operate in. Each credit union asked to put money into this? Yes. So there's a tiered pricing that's based on asset size. Um, and in some jurisdictions, because each state can, can build it the way they think will work best in their state. And I know in California, we're working on sort of a dollar per member. It's kind of how we look at it here, and we think that it's probably the most equitable. But then again, you have all sorts of nuances. There's a lot of credit unions that have a, a predominance of indirect lending going on. We've just got, we're, we're trying to be as flexible as we can. We're trying to recognize all the nuances that come with every credit union, but at the same time, trying to come up with something that's very equitable. Oh, the first year is the toughest, and these programs are super tough to get off the ground. But I know that we will work some of this bumpy stuff up out in the next year or two as we start to, to make this part of what we do every, every year. It'll just be ongoing. But yeah, we've, we've, we've got some really good support. And a lot of the, the very large and some of the very small have come to the table. And I think that that's one of the things that, that I, I want to make sure that every credit union understands, too, is that it's not designed for the small, it's not designed for the large, it's not designed for the West Coast or the East Coast. It's meant to be that category. It will fit with every one of us. So if we've got a very, very small credit union, my goodness, if they can put in their $1,000 or whatever it is, the fact that they're there and now they have access to all of the great research and materials, they can use that to better their credit. And a lot of these, these smaller ones don't even have the resources to, to work on a brand. This is a great way for them to, to take advantage of some of these materials, and I think it will help everyone. Oh, the small ones are the ones whose life I, I worry about. Yeah. yeah. Every year a couple hundred close, and mm -hmm. if you do the math, you say at some point 20 or so years out, what the heck is left? The big ones are, are doing pretty well. I mean, we're seeing what I view as some screwy mergers of big institutions. Screwy in the sense that they're, each can survive on its own. 
the, the big the credit unions your size are going to do well unless something odd happens, like you make a lot of taxi medallion loans in New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but I I think too even credit unions are sized at a billion dollars. It's tough to make a buck this, these days in this business. It's it's tough to keep up with technology. It's tough to to keep up with the marketing. I, I can it's a challenge all the way around. Thinks that we will be stronger if we're all doing this together and big and small. Now, this campaign was some time in the making, right? I, I have a vague yes. sense that I heard about this a few years ago. You did. You did. started in um, 2016, and CUNA, and I, I give the board of CUNA big kudos here because, honestly, they, they kind of jumped out there. And I, I, I always um, sort of mentioned that when, when Jim Nussel took over for CUNA, going to press conferences, and he's got a very specific message he wants to deliver on something. But of course, the, he would get the same question as I get as I go to anything that I do that is outside of my industry, and that is, is yeah, well, not never mind all of that. What is a credit union, and how come I can't join? And I mean, it's always about the same thing. People just don't have enough information. I'm sure that helps spark things on, but um, the board just said it's time for us to look at a nationwide awareness initiative. So when we started out, three years ago and I was asked to chair um, an advisory committee to the board and we met a couple of times during the year we were doing research though because there's all sorts of research done but remember CUNA's um, biggest facilities that they provide is in advocacy so lots of research about that side of the business which is a little different than, than awareness so we started from scratch and did a bunch of research so CUNA put some dollars up front and said look let's spend a couple million bucks over a couple years let's get this get this right let's get the foundation right we did that, and it was fascinating because that's when we realized that we really didn't have an awareness issue. <laughs> the unions were, were certainly known by everyone. We just had a consideration issue, which really helped to, to zero in on that because it helped us decide then what would be the strategies to change the mindset of consumers so that they would consider us. But this has been going on for three years. This is the first. We just started last year in 18, probably, I'm going to say in earnest, in the summer of last year of 18 where we started to get the word out and say, we're shaping something here. It's going to cost $100 million over three years nationwide, and we're going to go get this. We're going to go make this happen. It's going to make a big difference for all of us. So it's been kind of um, day by day, week by week, month by month, and we're amassing that kind of interest. And we're over a third of the way there in our total fundraising, which is pretty amazing. And I honestly think in the next 60 to 90 days, we'll be well over half half of the way there, which is terrific. And that's for a three-year commitment. I, I don't want to walk into any credit union and say, you need to do this for the year, and then we'll see how we do. It, nothing happens at a category level like this in one year. It cannot. You have to be absolutely out there all the time, regularly, regularly, regularly. And it takes a couple of years to start to move these big needles that we're, we're tracking here. These are this, this is a big deal to change consideration. So then credit unions will ask me, well, so what happens in year four? We stop? No, it just continu it continues is really where we have to go with this. But by then, we should have been able to come up with the kind of uh, proof through the metrics to say, here's why it's so valuable. And we're going to learn a lot between now and then. And perhaps we can be even more clever with our media buys and even more clever with our creative. And maybe we tweak some things because this worked, but or this worked, but this didn't. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we have to do over time. And that's why this young group that we're looking at is, is, is interesting because you could say, well, it's millennials. Well, you know, when you're super young, when you're in your early 20s, you really don't care about financial institutions of any kind. You're not thinking about the future. You're not, you don't care about that. You're having a heck of a good time. You're in college or you're just getting out. 
But as soon as you start getting into your 30s, 35, you're starting to, you know, think about, oh, I think I, I'm, I don't know, I might want to buy a car. I might want to get in a house, depending on where you live, but I want, I might want to get a mortgage. And I might want to, all of a sudden, your, your priorities change. You want to have a family. You're looking to, to squeeze every dollar out of that paycheck. And all of a sudden, the idea of a values-based banking alternative to the big banks is attractive. If you only knew that you could have access to one, access to your money as well. So not only could you join one, but you could you could do all the things you do at the big bank. You you could get a better deal at a credit union. I mean, we prove it year over year that we can put more dollars in your jeans at the end of every payday. That That's the group that is most vulnerable to change, which, which we love. So if you look at the creative, you're going to see a lot of sort of creative and um, tone and messaging that kind of really speaks to that group of folks. And we don't have a lot of them as members of our credit union. The banks are so much more aggressive than they've ever been. I mean, they're, they're actually trying to say things the way they're, – they're describing us as they talk about what they do, which is crazy, but they're super aggressive. Of course, we have this disconnect between, you know, awareness and consideration. That's the backdrop in which we're trying to get this program off the ground. We've got to give it a try. We've got to, to see if we can be hugely successful here because, it's, it's, to me, it's critical time. And you can say, well, folks have said this for years. If we can just change, if it's the one big thing that's in the way is that just don't consider us, what do we have to do to change that mindset? We have to keep coming back to that. And, you know, there's so many things that we can do. You know, we can come up with so many reasons to to not do this, right? I mean, I've heard them all. Well, it's the cost. It's um, I don't necessarily agree with the strategy. And, you know, what about the media buy? And I don't like the way my league's doing it. I mean, we hear everything. But... I guess the big question that I keep asking is, well, what happens if we don't do it? You know, we're going to be right where we are today. Nothing will change except for fewer credit unions and, uh, quite frankly, not just a stagnant market share, but we may lose our market share because the, the world's changing pretty quickly. Before we go, the CU 2.0 podcast is looking for a few good sponsors. To help us spread the word about the digital transformation of credit unions, you could be one of them. Contact Robert McGarvey for details at rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. First come, first served. Again, that's rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. Now, for a word from our sponsor. Are you looking to recapture members, increase your margins, live your mission? QCash is what you want to know about. That's because QCash delivers a fully automated, small-dollar, short-term credit solution that allows credit unions to meet members' short-term cash needs. Accuso is dedicated to helping credit unions build financial stability and health for its members. Check out QCash at QCash.com. The CU 2.0 Podcast.